I want to talk to you about mountain moving faith. Because I know there's many of us, you've got mountains that need to be moved. You know what I love about this scripture that I'm going to show you? Now, I love the song. I love lots of the elevation worship. Sometimes you sing songs though and you know, we, we sing the words and in the song, it's a, and I love, it's a beautiful song. The song says that I've seen you move the mountains. I'm here to tell you tonight that in this scripture we're gonna look at, Jesus says, if you have faith, you will move the mountains. And I tell you, if we understood the power that we walk around with, see, the devil understands that power. Some Christians don't know how supercharged they are. We carry in our, in our spirit, Jesus. He lives in us, the Creator, the, the God that raises the dead, the God that if they don't exist, can speak Him into existence. And we're just getting a little bit of a ring on the mic. Can we drop it down just a little bit? Maybe we'll just turn that down just a little bit. So I wanna talk about mountain moving faith. The, the subtitle could be, How to Get Your Prayers Answered. I don't know about you, but I... I don't want to spend hours and hours and years and years praying and never seeing the results of my prayers. You know, if people see Christians praying too much and not getting the results, they will start to think that something's up. So I want to preach this to you. This is scripture that I don't know where I first, most of the stuff I preach, to be honest, it's not my material. I listen to so many sermons. I read all the healing guys and the faith guys. I just get filled until it comes out of my ears and I get up and I don't even really need notes sometimes. It's just in my heart and God just begins to speak from what I've filled up with. And I don't know where I read this, but I read this scripture in Mark 11 where, where, where now faith is such a huge subject. I don't think we can cover the whole thing tonight. <laughs> we would need a long time. Faith is a huge subject. But I want to look at one facet of faith and how to get your prayers answered. Do you know our entire Christianity, when we come to God, one preacher said that faith is the currency of the kingdom. What that means is when we come to God, we don't pay Him off. You can't scream your way into blessing. You can't even cry your way into blessing. Tears are okay. Passion's okay. You're not going to manipulate God. You can't build a ladder to heaven. They tried that. God scattered them, confused them. But here we are. For us to come to God and if we want to do a transaction, spiritual transaction, God says, you bring faith to me, I'll give you the goodies. You bring faith to me, I'll bring... I want you to think about this. Our very salvation is through faith. For by grace are you saved through what? Faith. So we're saved through faith. We receive the baptism of the Holy Ghost through faith. We receive healing. How many times did Jesus say, daughter, your faith has made you whole. If you're gonna get into heaven, it's definitely gonna be because you had faith that you're gonna get there. Nobody's wandering in like, oh my goodness. Wow, how did that happen? You're gonna get there because you believe that living a life for God would get you there. If you're going to obtain the promises from God, Hebrews says we obtain God's promises by patience and faith. In other words, anything that means anything, we get by faith. This is the transaction of the business. 
that we do with God. I go into my heart and spirit and I bring out faith in God's word. God brings the answer to pass, but it's not always automatic. So that's what we're gonna look at this evening. Mark chapter 11, this is a, I love this scripture, preach this all the time. It's gonna bless you tonight. It's gonna equip you so you can pray and detonate miracles. Mountains are coming down tonight. Some mountains need to be demolished. God's gonna show us how to do it. Mark 11, verse number 12. Let's read along. Now, the next day when they had come out from Bethany, he was hungry. This is Jesus. Seeing from afar a fig tree having leaves, he went to see, and I'll just read this. We'll we'll get verse number 20 in just a moment, but just follow along with me. Seeing from afar a fig tree having leaves. Oh, we've got it up there. We can keep going then. Uh, he went to see if perhaps he would find some. It's, it's back up. There we go. Oh, no, it's not. Okay, just that's fine. Leave that there. It's all good. I pulled a quick one on the media team tonight. I didn't know what I was preaching until they sang that song. So here we go. I'll read verse number 13 as, 14 as well. It says, it was not the season for figs. So Jesus comes to the fig tree. He was wanting to find figs. He does not find figs on it. And I want you to notice that Jesus spoke to the tree. Now, he didn't hug the tree. He wasn't a tree hugger. He was a tree speaker. Jesus spoke to mountains and trees and other things that needed to be removed. So you're allowed to speak to trees tonight and rebuke them. In It says very plainly here, in response, Jesus said to it. What is the it? The fig tree. Jesus turned around, he spoke to the fig tree. He said, let no one eat fruit from you ever again. And that was the end of that fig tree's existence. His disciples heard it. Now, verse 15, 16, 17 and 18, Jesus goes into the the temple, Jerusalem. He drives out the, the money changers. That's right, meek and mild Jesus makes a whip of cords and he just kicks them all out. It says they stay there overnight in this city. And then it says in the next morning, verse 20. So the fig tree's been cursed. Doesn't seem like anything's happened. They go into the, into the temple. It says in verse 20. Now in the morning, when they passed, as they passed by, they saw the fig tree dried up from the roots. Not from the leaves, from the roots. And Peter, remembering, said to him, Rabbi, look, the fig tree which you cursed has withered away. And Jesus is now gonna give us one of the great lessons on faith. This is a teachable moment. Jesus said to them, have faith in God. Everybody say, have faith in God. Have faith. You can have faith in God. You can trust God. You can believe in Him. You can count on Him. Have faith in God. For assuredly, or I'm telling you the truth is what that assuredly word means. I'm telling you the truth. Whoever says to this mountain, be removed, be cast into the sea and does not doubt in his heart, but believes that those things he says will be done, he will have whatever he says. Now this promise, once I unpack this tonight, it's gonna seem too good to be true. Jesus knew that and so he gives us verse 24 to say, look, I mean what I say. Verse 24, he says the same thing in a more concise manner. Therefore I say to you, whatever things you ask when you pray, just believe that you receive them and you will have them. 
How many ready to receive tonight? There's lesson on faith, God moving in the invisible realm. So I wanna talk about the, the faith of God. Now it's very interesting in the Scripture, the first thing I want you to notice is as Jesus is gonna give them a lesson on faith and he's gonna teach his disciples, this is how faith works, this is what faith is. There's a lot of confusion about faith. Now I wanna say right up front, faith is not just believing God. If believing God is faith, there'd be more mountains being moved and there'd be more cancers dying and there'd be more miracles. So believing is part of faith. But Jesus isn't saying here, hey, just believe God, because we do believe God. But how many of us, let's be honest, we've got obstacles still that we've prayed and prayed and prayed. Why hasn't it come to pass? Now, I don't know everything, I'm not God. But I do know one thing, the first thing in this Scripture in verse 20, the phrase when Jesus says, have faith in God, when you go back to the original translations, the Revised Standard Version has it the best. And it actually says, not have faith in God, have faith of God. You know this, you've heard this. Yeah, this is good. Don't ruin my sermon for me. Don't tell them what happens at the end. She's <laughs> but you've heard this. Listen, all the old timers preach this stuff. And so it seems to be similar, but it's different. Have faith in God. You have trust in God. But have faith of God. It implies that you have to get faith that has come from God. In other words, it's not just you believing. It's not enough to just believe. Now, believing is good. It's a starting place. But faith of God, where do you get that faith? You get it from hanging around God. And actually, the Bible says the purest source of faith is the Word of God. Now, I read Smith Wigglesworth and John G. Lake and some of these. He was, he was, where was he born? He was in, born in Leeds, pastor was telling me. One of the faith giants that is ever great, one of the greatest men of God that's ever walked, is born in Leeds, a man named Smith Wigglesworth, raised nine people from the dead, including his wife. She came back, she said, can you let me go to heaven, please? He let her go. After she gave him a, a portion of his spirit. This dude was supernatural. And I can read him and I get, my faith gets inspired, but he doesn't give me faith because Wigglesworth isn't the source of faith. Now you can sing worship and have your faith inspired, but it's very similar to building muscle. You have to first get it built before you can use it. Now, if just say I don't have any faith tonight. My faith tank is on zero, it's in, the, it's in the orange, it's in the red. Where do I get faith from? The Bible says, thank God if you haven't got faith, it comes. Now faith comes. So if you haven't got any faith, you can get it, it can come to you. Where does it come from? It says faith comes from hearing and hearing comes from the Word. So the source of faith the, the where, where faith lives is in this book. If you haven't got any faith, you've got to go to the source of God. Jesus says, have faith that is come from God or have faith that is of God. To get faith from God, you have to go to God's Word. Now, this is what happens in healing many times. You, you have somebody that's has struggling in a sickness. You say, do you have faith? They say, I believe God can heal me. If they don't know God's promises and God's Word, it's not real faith. You're hoping, 
But when you find the promise where Jesus says, where God says, I am the Lord that heals you, what happens? You had no faith, but all of a sudden, faith has come from the Word. And so the Bible says, faith comes from hearing and hearing from the Word. When you read the Word of God, it actually puts faith into you because this is a faith book. Jesus said, my words are spirit and life. Do you know all the words are powerful in the Bible? All the words, the most powerful words are the ones in red because they're Jesus' words. Jesus said, hey, Moses wrote some good things. It's all inspired, but my words are spirit and life. And how you get faith is even from reading the Word, but very often as you read the Word, God will highlight things and He'll give you a rhema. You'll read something that you didn't know and because God said it, if you believe what God said He can do, guess what? Faith has just been birthed in your spirit. And now you have faith that has come from God. So this is the faith that moves mountains, not just believing God, not just hoping and trusting God. In other words, Our faith is biblical. When we prayed for healing last night, I wasn't, God, please, I hope. I am so confident of what God wants to do because I know His Word. If they're sick, He says, I'm the Lord who heals you. I never pray, Lord, if it's Your will to heal this one because God said, I've given you my will. Didn't you read the will? The letter says, I wanna heal, I wanna deliver. So faith comes from hearing, hearing from the Word of God. If you want faith for your situation, you need to go to the Word. Many people that get healed in a service by somebody else's faith, they lose their miracles. Because in an atmosphere where faith is rich, you can, listen, you can get healed by the preacher's faith or even by a church's faith. But if you haven't got your own faith, I'm telling you, so often people leave and within one, two, three, four, five weeks, They're back sick again because you have to have your own faith. Faith comes. So this is the faith source. This should be your breakfast. Have your coffee, your Wheaties and forget three and two. Have three of these chapters. If you have your medicine every day, we talked about the pills last night, the gospels. And if you feast on this word, this will nourish you. Once you know what God promises then you know what you can claim in His Word. Now, I don't believe the other side where we can just claim anything, where we can pray for anything, believe for anything. It has to be in context to God's Word. You can't just say a million dollars, million dollars. If you can find one of those in the Bible, maybe. But honestly, look, what happens with every doctrine is people either go too far this way, they're dead, or they go too far this way, they're insane, right? We've got to to stay in the middle with God's Word. Now, this is what he says. Have faith of God. He says, if you have God's faith and you, you get the source from God, you have found a promise. You've found a promise of God's Word and you're standing on it, you're believing in it and the faith has come. It's not a good, you're not just imagining it. You're not just saying, I'm gonna be healed. I'm gonna be healed. But God's told you, by your stripes, I'm healed. You say, my goodness, I'm already healed. When faith comes and you've got God's faith, God says, have faith in God and then you'll be able to remove the mountains. And this is what he says. Have faith of God or have faith in God. For assuredly, or I'm telling you the truth, church. Jesus says, I'm telling you the truth. 
I say to you, whoever, hands up if you're a whoever. Whoever you fit into this promise, whoever says to this mountain, be removed and be cast into the sea. Note what it says, and does not doubt in his heart, but believes that those things he says will be done, he'll have whatever he asks. Now, did you catch right there the reason why many of our prayers go unanswered? Hands up if you caught it. Only put your hand up if you caught it, because I could call upon you and test you tonight. Let me, let me give it to you this evening. Jesus says, look, when you've got God's faith, mountains will come crashing down. Mulberry trees will be up. Words of spirit tonight, they're powerful. Jesus says, whoever says. So if you are armed with God's faith, you can speak to a mountain, not only to tell it what to do, but where to go. Amen. That's good stuff tonight. I don't want my cancer to fall off my neck onto my ankle. So faith says you can tell things what to do and where to go. Be removed and be cast into the sea. But this is what Jesus says. The whoever's can have the whatsoever's if they have faith. That's the message here. The whoever's can have the whatsoever's if they have faith. But it says that you cannot doubt in your heart but believe those things you say will be done. This is the lesson, the first lesson this evening of why so many of my prayers have gone unanswered is, you know, we pray a lot bigger than what we believe. Isn't it true? We can talk ourselves up. We can boast. We can brag. In the Word of God, if God says, if you pray and you ask things, big things, if you don't believe God's going to do what you've asked, you have just aborted your prayer. That's the first lesson. Because he says, look, faith will remove the mountains. He says, whoever's cannot say whatsoever to the mountain be removed, be cast into the sea, does not doubt. The reason God, Jesus, raised Lazarus from the dead is when he said, Lazarus come forth, he knew he was coming out of the tomb. What happens so often is we pray big, we speak big, and we offer up the prayer and the mouth is big and the mouth is believing, but in the heart, we don't believe we're gonna see the things we prayed. And so our head and our heart are at conflict. You can be praying, Lord, I'm asking you to heal me. And inside you're saying, I'm not getting healed. <laughs> Come on now. We can be saying, God, I need this bill to be paid. I believe you can bring a million dollars in. And God says, a million? You don't believe me for 10 bucks in your heart. And so then we get mad at God for not answering our prayer, but it's not Him. We have doubted in our heart. Listen, prayer is not just words that we speak. Prayer involves your entire being. You have to believe the prayers. This sounds funny, but do you believe in the prayers that you pray? If you're praying for a new job, are you believing God's gonna give you one? If you're praying for a back, amen, a backslidden loved one, an unsaved loved one, do you believe the same measure that you pray? Because so often we pray big 
and we believe small, we actually doubt in our heart. Jesus says you can't get a miracle like that because you're doubting God. And many of our prayers, it's like we send them, I have a picture of like the, the clay pistol shooters. It's like we have our prayer, we fire it up. The prayer is, it's going through the atmosphere. It's on its way to God. And then all of a sudden we go, yeah, I don't know if God's going to do this. And it's like you get a bazooka and just blow your own prayer out of the air. So have faith of God. Jesus says your words are powerful. Death and life is in the power of the tongue. And sometimes we tap into this and we'll pray things that just happen because we've prayed the prayer of faith. Does not doubt in his heart, but believes that those things he says will be done. He will have whatever he says. Therefore, I say to you, whatever things you ask when you pray, listen to what Jesus says. Believe that you receive them. In other words, before you get them. Believe that you receive them and you will have them. Now, this is reverse in our world because we think faith, we say, I'll believe it when I see it. No, you won't. Do you know you don't need faith when you're healed? When you get the healing, faith dissipates. It's not needed. You need the faith when you are hopelessly sick and all of your five senses are saying, this disease is gonna cling to you forever. You need faith when you need the miracle. And so when people say, I'll believe God's a healer when I get healed, that's not faith. Because seeing isn't believing. Paul says we walk by faith and not by sight. God's given us five senses, but I tell you, in the world of faith, they mean nothing. Because if you go by what you feel, smell, look at, what you hear, it'll abort your faith. Because sometimes people get healed, but they don't feel healed, but they've been healed. Sometimes they say, how do you feel? And I ask that. But sometimes they don't feel anything, but God's healed them anyway. And often we see things getting worse. We're praying for things. They get worse. And so because we go not by faith, but by sight, the heart doubts and the prayer comes back down. It's not that God doesn't love us or isn't, can't help us, but you can't get anywhere with God if you doubt in what you ask him to do. So listen, here's, a, here's what, I, what I try to do. I try to think about what I'm praying. Am I believing this? It's no good me praying, God, I believe you can bring revival of 10 million this week if I'm not believing for that. Better to start little stages. Pray for what you actually believe God will do. And when you exercise faith, it actually grows and you get more. Anyway, that's, 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 that's the basic teaching. I feel, like that's, I feel like that's landed home. Here's the questions. Are you believing the things you're praying for? The things that are on your, if you're believing for that is faith. So people, you're believing God to answer. How many here, if we're honest, are you, you're believing with faith, but you're still not seeing it? Be honest. It's only me. One, two. It's probably, it's probably most of us. So, so how, do, well, how do I answer that? You know, because the, faith, the extreme faith guys, they make you feel bad because people have believed and they don't see their miracles. So what do you do with that? Here's the lesson that Jesus gives us. You're gonna love this. 
Now, the whole lesson that Jesus has given is against the backdrop of a fig tree that he cursed the night before, but did not wither. Now, Matthew says that it withered immediately. Matthew would give a very general account in all of his stories. This is the explanation for it. Mark, when he wrote less, but he went into more details. Now, this is the story. Jesus comes to the fig tree. No figs. Die! <laughs> Nothing happened. Disciples thought, man, Jesus is having, he's having a bad day today. <laughs> they went, must have really wanted a fig. It seems like nothing happened. They walk away. They go into the temple, drive out the Pharisees. It says, now the next day in the morning, as they pass by from the fig tree, the fig tree was dried up from the where? From the invisible realm, right? It wasn't the leaves that begin to get brown, but from the roots, it was withered up. In other words, in the spiritual realm, the invisible, the unseen realm, that is where God moves for us in our prayers. It's the realm that you don't see. And what happens so often is we pray, and I believe as people pray, God has gone to the root of the problem and death is entering into that cancer and God's at the root of the problem why your kids and friends aren't saved and God's at the root of your blessing and He's moving. But because it's in the invisible realm and not immediately, so often we doubt in our heart and we lose the miracle. So Jesus comes back, they notice the fig tree was dried up, not from the leaf down, but from the roots up. God wants to work such a glorious miracle in our lives that He doesn't mess around with the leaves. He goes to the root of the thing. I'm telling you, that fig tree, the moment Jesus cursed it, it was dead. But the evidence wasn't instantly visible. I'm telling you, church, this is the realm of God and the realm of faith. Not every prayer is a, and it happens straight away. But I believe every prayer of faith, because God's Word says it's gone to Him, the answer's coming. What we have to do is just, I don't want to say unplug your brain, but some of us, we just need to just ignore the five senses and say, you know what? Everything's telling me that nothing's changed but because I have faith based on God's Word. I've come to a decision a long time ago in my Christianity that I'm gonna run out to the battle with the promise of God in my hand and I'm just gonna choose to believe God because God is a truth teller. And I don't care what I see, whether I see it or whether I don't see it, you just have to, we have to be a people that can 100% trust on God's Word. If He said He'll set you free, He'll set you free. If He said He'd open the prison doors, He'd open the prison doors. If He said He'd supply all your needs, He shall supply all your needs. If He said He'll heal you, He will heal you. If He said He'll never leave you or forsake you, that's what He means. And even if I see the opposite of it, because my God's Word is behind His Word, see, it's God that breathed this. This is God's Word. I choose to trust God. I tell you, in the realm of healing, this is such a, this is so often the case. 
I'm praying for more miracles, but in, in the ministry that I'm a part of, I probably see more healing than miracles. Now, a healing and a miracle are different. If we had someone that came in a wheelchair tonight and they came up and they hadn't, hadn't, hadn't walked for 10 years and we prayed for them and in the name of Jesus, ah, they get zapped and plugged into power. They rise and take their, they start walking. That's a miracle. But if we pray for them, we pray for them, they don't get up and walk, but they notice they can move their toes a little bit. What happens so often we say, oh, God didn't do a miracle. No, don't rob yourself of a healing because you wanted God to move in a miracle. Do you know two of the gifts of the spirits, there's a gifts of healings and a working of miracles. It can't all be miracles, can't all be healings. Now, I want to see more. We need to see more miracles. Where are the miracle workers in this generation? Where are the men and women in this church that are going to rise up and raise the dead that need to be raised? Come on. That are going to see people get out of wheelchairs. But what faith is, is when in the case of healing, if you get prayed for and you notice a little change, have faith that it's done. Then by the time you get home, you'll be moving your legs then on the next day, you'll be able to stand up for a minute. By Friday, you'll be behind the chair, pushing the prayer in church, chair into church like this. <laughs> Hallelujah. This is, this isn't anything silly. I'm not being fanatical. This is faith. We go by the promises of God and we don't go by what we see. Now, there's one more story I, I wanna leave you with. Who knows the story of Daniel the prophet? Who's read about Daniel? Daniel, he was a powerful young man of God and an old man of God. Daniel used to like fasting. And the first time you read about him in the first chapter of his book, and they say what was amazing about Daniel, because he got carried away into Babylon. There's a phrase that they have is that Daniel lived in Babylon, but Babylon didn't live in Daniel. Amen, that's us. We live in this world, but don't let the world live in you. So Daniel, the first time we meet him in chapter one, he's a young man and he does a 10-day, I think he does a 10-day vegetable fast. He puts on more weight, more muscle. His face is shining. He ends up fasting his entire life. Not in one go, obviously, but he, he, he ends up doing, he does fast regularly because by the time we get to Daniel, when he's an old man, he's in Babylon and he'd read something in Jeremiah's book that he couldn't understand. And he said, God, I want to know. I want revelation. I want you to open my eyes. And so we'd call it, the, it's turned into a Daniel diet now, the Daniel fast. We're talking about this today. It's funny, some people's version of that. You know, deep fried sweet potato. Yeah, veg <laughs> vegetables only. <laughs> yeah. I think Dan, it was just a very basic Mediterranean diet is what it was. He just, just fruit and vegetables. But Daniel never, we, we sat and we do a 21 day water and vegetable fast. Daniel never knew it was gonna be 21 days. He thought it was gonna be one day. So he entered into this fast and he just said, Lord, I just wanna know, I want revelation. Now the first day, not a peep from heaven. So he fasted the second day. The second day was much like the first, the third, fourth, fifth, sixth. The whole week was the same as the first day he fasted. It's like the heavens were brass. God, do you care? Can you hear me? So Daniel fasted another week, 14 days now. 
Now, by now, you're getting a little bit discouraged. It's like, I don't, you know, many of us, if after one day, I don't believe God anymore, right? <laughs> he fasts for 14, 15 days, 16, 17, and God doesn't give him even a whistle, nothing, no word from heaven. Now, it says on the 21st day, he's so weak, his knees are weak, he's probably lost weight, and he's drinking from the, the brick, one of, the, one of those rivers, and he's down on his hands and knees. I mean, ah, he almost feels like he's dying. And, he's by, and, and the, the, what happens to him is exactly what you'd like to happen on a 21-day fast, is to see an angel, an archangel from heaven, just come on the side of you. So you just die and it finishes you off. I am Gabriel, don't be afraid. It's like, ah! He was very afraid. The 21 days after the, he'd fasted 21 days, Gabriel appears by him. These are the words that Gabriel says to Daniel and that the Lord says to you tonight. He says, Daniel, number one, greatly beloved of God. Because many of you here tonight, you think God's forgotten about you. You think He's not loving you because he hasn't answered your prayer. No, he's preparing something so massive for you that it doesn't take a day to do it. He says, Daniel, greatly beloved of God, I have been sent, dispatched and discharged. Listen, there's angels. And then there's the messenger angels, Gabriel and Mikey. You know him, Michael the the archangel. Only two of them. God doesn't send just a cherubim or a seraphim. He sends Gabriel, the messenger angel, to deliver a message to Daniel. And Gabriel says these words. He says, Daniel, I've been sent from the presence of God and I was sent on the first day. And Daniel's saying, well, where have you been then? It's been 21 days. And he says, you've got to know something. I came, not on, he says, the first day that you prayed, your words were heard in God's ears, day number one. And he says, not only did God hear your voice, but he sent me with the answer on day one. But he says, as I was armed with that that message, I had that message in the scroll. And as I was going through the realms of, of God and the realms of the Spirit, and I was coming to give you the answer, he says, I was intercepted by the Prince of Persia. The powers of hell began to war me. And it was such a... A violent battle that I had to call up and get Michael to come and help me. And as Michael came and helped me and you kept fasting and you kept praying, we got stronger and stronger until we threw the principality over and we destroyed him. And now it's taken a little bit to get here. But God wants you to know, day number one, your prayer was heard and the answer was on its way. (laughs) Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. We just need a rest in this realm. Sometimes we don't get our prayers answered instantly. But if you would hold on in faith, I believe the answer is on the way. I believe the miracles are coming. You know why? Because God said so. He doesn't play with us or toy with us. He wants to help us. Those that have unsaved loved ones, God wants to save them. God wants to move for you in a financial realm. God wants to bring miracles. Our job, after we've found a promise of God, is to hold on in faith and to walk by faith and not by what we see. 
confident that God is working at the root of the problem. I believe that. That's the lesson, one of the lessons Jesus gives on faith. That's the world of faith. I'm sorry, but that's how it is. We just have to believe God. And if we do believe, you think about Abraham and Sarah. Took a little bit to see the baby. But listen, she had that baby the moment God told her that she had that baby. Sometimes it just takes a little bit and we're not claiming 20 years, amen, to get our prayers answered. (laughs) But sometimes it's longer than two minutes. God just says to us, believe the things that you've prayed. Don't doubt in your heart. Believe in your prayers you've prayed. And the things that you have asked, believe you've received them and you will have them. You believe you receive before you have them. And then you get exactly what you believe for. This is God's faith. This is a realm that moves mountains. Mountains are gonna be demolished tonight. Let's choose to believe God. Praise the Lord. Let's close our eyes, bow our heads tonight, church. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord God. We thank you for the encouragement that is in this house. God's not forgotten about you.